0: Amen. Good morning. Isn't that fun? It's just fun to worship together, isn't it? It's amazing just to uh, exalt the King. You know, we spent a lot of time looking at uh, relationships over the last uh, several weeks. It's been awesome to just see what God's done in our body, uh, church body, uh, regarding this whole sense of abiding and this whole sense of, of just abiding in the vine and, and watching God bear fruit. It's been amazing to see, to see that and uh and we've been focusing really on our relationship with Jesus okay our connection with Jesus and today we're going to kind of take a step back you know if you look at the plant if you look at the vine if you look at a tree and you see the branches connected into the vine into the trunk and today we're going to kind of take a step back and look at the whole plant look at the whole tree and then next week bill's going to kind of look at how those trees affect others. And so, if you have one word that would describe our relationship with God, if you want to boil down the Christian life uh, to our relationship with God in one word, you could just say abide. Just abide. If you want to take one word that would describe our relationship amongst each other, we would say love. Just love. And if you want to take a word that would describe our relationship to those who are non believers, it would just be testify. Uh, just Let God live through you to uh, share his love. And so we've really looked at that, and and if you remember the scene now, Jesus is uh, down to the 11 disciples. Uh, Judas is gone. They're heading out. He's going uh, to die. He's going to die for our sins. And on the way, he hits this vineyard, and he finds this incredible picture, this incredible illustration of our walk with God. And remember the scene, God is the vine dresser, God is the God of our life, God is the creator of the world, God is overall he's the one in control. Jesus is the vine. Jesus is the way we connect with God. He's the source of life. And we are the branches, right? We're the branches. Now a couple things just to remember about us as branches is branches don't determine the fruit they bear. Branches don't determine when the fruit is produced Branches don't determine who picks the fruit how it's used Branches don't determine the seasons of fruit production Branches don't produce fruit they bear fruit. They don't even determine why it's produced When it's produced where it's produced so when you look at a branch It's not like you see a lot of burnt out branches right trying to produce fruit it's not like you see all these branches and you think wow those branches are working so hard how do they do it not at all you see branches aren't competing with other branches branches aren't focusing on themselves branches aren't even focusing on the fruit they're just abiding in the vine abiding in the trunk that's our role we're the branches were to abide. That word abide is just to dwell, to tarry, to surrender, to be at home in Christ. And we've had a a lot of discussion about abiding and uh, and what it means and how do you do it and all kinds of questions we've dealt with and it's and it's been fun for all of us to kind of wrestle with. But really this morning our job as believers in Jesus Christ is to abide. And the challenge is for each of us to do that until lunch. OK, it's not it's not that long, right? And then at that time we stop again and we say, Father, I'm yours. This is your day. This is your afternoon. Just live your life through me. And we abide until dinner. That's how life comes at us. To live in Christ. And, and, and I was trying to get some pictures of that and, and, and how it works. And one I was thinking of is my teenage girls when they were teenagers. We lived through 16 years of teenage girls. And uh, and it was great. It was great, but one thing they were really good at is they would bide their time before they asked for something. Okay? You know, bide your time. You're waiting for the right opportunity before you ask to go to the party or to go have money or to get a new car or to get your license, right? And that's the idea. They would wait for the right time because they knew there were certain times you didn't want to ask dad nothing, okay? And so they would bide their time for the right opportunity. We're to abide in Christ and just be available for the right opportunity for Him to live His life through us, however that looks. That's the idea. The idea is to be at home in Christ. And, and people ask, Do you have to be conscious all the time of abiding or I'm not abiding. Well, last night, I was abiding at my house. Marsha and I stayed home, went to bed, went to sleep. While we slept, we were still abiding in our house. See, that's the way it is with God. He desires us to be at home with him. When we're not abiding, when we leave, we know. He makes it aware of us. We somehow know we're off, okay? So we're just to live in Christ to just abide. And, and it's, a, it's an incredible peaceful thing when we do it. And so today we're going to step back from that picture and we're going to look at what that looks, I call it branch to branch, but really what it looks like between believers. And, and God has put something on my heart that I, I don't think we've ever really done here, but I'm going to challenge you to pray about making Rimrock your church home. Okay, I don't think we've ever really said that or asked that. And I'm going to challenge you to just pray about someone that you would invite to Rimrock. And I think uh, the reason that's been on my heart is I was just praying for all of you this week just through the list of people in our body and And, uh, and so if you have, it makes me think if you haven't ever filled out a little form do it and we'll pray for you But uh, and what struck me is how many awesome people are here Incredible people that, that Christ just lives through and, and I gotta say that for people in our community in the Black Hills if they would come and be exposed to you in some way and get to know you their life would be richer that's what I'm I'm just blessed by and so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that for a challenge because as we do today we're gonna stop and we're gonna look at what I call branch to branch but we're gonna look at the relationships between believers and you'll see it's a beautiful picture here at Rimrock Church in a lot of ways okay March and I have been uh, here for 20 years a little more than 20 years it's been our church family and uh, for us, it's been it's been great. We've been through a lot of different changes, a lot of different uh, pastors, music, uh, ministry teams, and uh, through those seasons, a lot of things have changed. Mike and Dee have been here through those seasons, so. But it's been uh, it's been uh, a constant change, and yet we've been at this church, and this church has been incredible for us. And I was trying to th- put it into words about this church family and what you get, and I was thinking of our daughter Karen okay Karen is our third daughter out of four and when Karen was like one or two she was in the nursery and doctor strand was working in the nursery with Liz his wife and Liz went to change Karen's diapers and she saw blue turquoise bright blue and she's like Ray you gotta come over here and check this out see if there's something wrong with this kid okay and I think that was the first time we met Really, Ray and Liz at that, at that time, but uh, but basically, what had happened was the day before, Claire and Maria—I can't remember which one—had a soccer game, and Marcia had made Smurf cupcakes. Ah, those of you who know the Smurfs get the picture of the color. And Karen had gotten into the frosting. Okay, and so the next day, it's like, oh, is there something wrong with this kid? Okay. Well, I know that's what you'll remember, and probably nothing else I say. I get it. <laughs> I get it I was trying to spiritualize it and I just couldn't okay sorry but uh... and so you know but we went along and Karen hits middle school she went through the Awanas and through the kids program hits middle school and Marsha put together a volleyball team for her friends and they started they worked with Pastor Mike and had volleyball practice up here right here in this gym and they would do that on Wednesday nights and then they would stay and eat which we still have on Wednesday nights food and then they would go to youth group and a lot of those kids weren't believers and they didn't go to our church and one of those girls, Karen, uh, Karen's friend Whitney, came to know Christ through that time. It was awesome, and uh, she came. She knew about God, but she had never experienced the grace and the love and the truth of God that she saw through this church family. And Whitney now is uh, on, working for Campus Crusade. She just got back from a missions trip in Haiti. Cool. Karen is 20. She goes to college, 22, I guess, and she's at Bethel. Well, a couple years ago, she was between years and she came back to home and her friends mostly were in college so she was stuck with mom and dad right and Karen jumped into the praise team and these guys behind me and many more just loved her and were her family and it's just cool to see how God works in a church family through all these years and so I challenge you to really pray about a church family for you Pray about connecting somewhere, staying somewhere, and watching God work. And, uh, and today we're going to look at that relationship between believers. Branch to branch is what I call it. If you have your Bibles, open to John chapter 15, which uh, we've been there for a while. But John chapter 15, verse 10 says, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and I abide in his love. Verse 12 said, this is my commandment, that you love one another, just as I have also loved you. Verse 17, Jesus says, this I command you, that you love one another. Father, we come to you today and, and we just come this moment and we just choose to be here and to set aside all the craziness that's going on, coming up to this moment and all the things we gotta do this week. And Father, we just wanna hear from you. Uh, we just want you to speak to us by the power of your spirit may you be glorified may you be honored in our time and we'll just give you praise and glory in jesus name amen the first characteristic you see branch to branch believer to believer is love now that's uh something that jesus commands love one another how can you command love you see our society has made love kind of this jello gushy thing you know it's a feeling i don't feel like i'm in love anymore i feel like i'm in love it's based on a happening and a setting and we just kind of fall in and out of love based on how things are going but Jesus is talking about God's love this agape love it's a decision it's a matter of the will God chose to love us he chose to send his son for us because of that we can choose to love him because he first loved us and as we do he loves through us that's what Jesus modeled Just even in in John 13, he says, A new commandment I gave to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, you also love one another. By this all men will know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. And he said it was a new command. You see, it was a fresh command. It It was what Christ came to model. He modeled dependence on the Father. He modeled surrendering himself and doing what the Father had him do. He modeled abiding. And as he did what came out he loved his disciples he loved those with him it's what happens with us as we abide in christ as we abide in the vine love flows through us as we abide we love that's the fruit one of the fruit that comes out the fruit is is this outward expression of christ in me It's this love and this joy and this peace and this patience, this kindness, this goodness, this gentleness, this faithfulness, this self-control comes out. Our job is not to produce these things. Our job is not to try and manufacture these things. Our job is not to try and somehow figure out, okay, this is what love looks like. Now I'm going to try and make it look like I'm loving. Our job is to abide. And as we abide, God loves through us. And it's an amazing picture to see what happens. God is love. So we have this vine dresser, the creator of all who is love. Jesus Christ is love. And as we abide in him, he shares his love through us. We get to experience that love. That's the commandment to to believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and love others. It's simple. Love God, love others. Abide in Christ and you will see God's love through us. Why? Because he first loved us. He sent his son to die for us he made the choice to love us so as we abide in him his love comes through and just imagine as a body of believers as we're all abiding in christ and that love shines through What an impact that has on other people it's an amazing thing to see what god does as he loves so branch to branch the first thing as we surrender to christ you see love The first thing you see is love, and that's one thing that we experience here at Rimrock over and over. You see the love of God for each other. The second thing you see branch to branch is you see friendship. Friendship. You know, we all need friends. And maybe you end up with one or two or three really intimate friends in your lifetime. But beyond that, we need all kinds of friends to come alongside us and encourage us. And what you see when you see that friendship, Jesus goes on in verse uh, 13, he says, greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You're my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you slaves, for a slave does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. We see friendship. And those friendship, the characteristics of friendship, first of all, you see a sacrifice. You see friends surrender themselves for others you see friends surrender their time and their money and their efforts for each other you see sacrifice also when you see friendship you see encouraging each other to abide when you come into a body of Christ and you see Christ living through us and you see this branch-to-branch relationship of friendship what you're doing is you're encouraging each other to abide in Christ You're encouraging each other to surrender. The focus is not on me or on you, the focus is on Christ. And we encourage each other to abide. That's what friends do, they point us to Christ. That's what a church family does, it points us to Christ. Finally, you see friends branch to branch and they share insights. It's not like a slave, you just do what you're told. It's not like a slave just do it without explanation. It's not like a slave just do it for no reason. No, it's sharing insights of what we've learned as we've abided, as we go through the journey. As you jump into growth classes and life groups, you get to, to, to experience the insights of other people. You get to experience the insights of walking with God through a season that, that comes only from walking with God through a season. Friends, share insights. You know, friendship was the, the highest honor in the Roman Empire. It's kind of like knighthood in the British Empire. And, and it was an honor that was bestowed by Caesar. You've heard the term a friend of Caesar, no friend of Caesar. It was an incredible honor to be a friend. In the body of Christ, you see that friendship. You see that whole sense of sacrifice for each other, that sharing of insights, that whole sense of, of, of really encouraging each other to abide. It's an amazing picture, and we see that all the time here at Room Rock Church. Friends encouraging each other. Finally, friend to friend, branch to branch, you see fruit. Oftentimes in our own lives, we can't see the fruit that comes through us. And, And for good reason, because if we did, immediately we start thinking how great we are, and it's gone, right? Or we try and manufacture it and figure out a way to kind of keep producing it, and we can't. But you know, in a body, what's amazing, when you step back, you get to see the fruit that's born. Verse 16 says, you did not choose me, I chose you. I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. You see, all of a sudden, he didn't allow us to choose him, he chose us. Which is an incredibly freeing thing. It takes away all this spiritual pride of how great I am or how great you are or what I did to, to earn God's favor. No, He chose us. You know, in the day, the apostles, uh, the, the uh, disciples, they used to choose their own rabbis. So they'd pick which rabbi they wanted to follow, but not these guys. No, 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 Jesus picked them. He said, You didn't choose me, I chose you and the cool thing about it when you struggle back and forth about this tension between free will and you struggle back between this tension of god is sovereign the cool thing about it is just to step back and realize that god is responsible for salvation god is god he is what's good he's the one who sent his son he's the one who died for us he's the one who's responsible for salvation and men and women were responsible for sin and if we keep that perspective right it's a peaceful walk of that tension back and forth god is good god is responsible for salvation and uh... he chose us and why did he choose us why did he appoint us why did he set us apart so that we could bear fruit not produce fruit not somehow try and manufacture fruit fruit not try and and act like we know how to love but to bear fruit how do you do that by abiding and not only by abiding Do we see this fruit that we bear? But also the fruit remains. That same word is the fruit abides. You want to have an impact for eternity? You want your life to count? You want to see God move in incredible ways that impacts forever? Abide. Dwell in Christ. Allow him to use you to impact others. He's the one who does it. As we abide, we bear fruit that lasts for eternity because it's his. It's his love. It's his peace. It's his joy that we're filled with. That's what's infectious. That's what's amazing. That's what's good. It's the God of the universe living through his people that's amazing to watch. We're fruit hangers, fruit bearers, and also we get to experience in a body answered prayer. You see, whatever you ask the Father in relation to Christ, you will have. It's not for my sake. It's not for your sake. It's not for the kid's sake. It's for Christ's sake. If we ask according to God's will, whatever our circumstances are, he moves. If all of a sudden we step beyond ourselves and what we think is good and what we think is right and how we think things should play out and we stop and we say, God, I'm praying for Christ's sake in your circumstances that God would be glorified in your circumstances, that God would be glorified in what I'm going through. All of a sudden, everything changes. And you know what? God doesn't change and our circumstances don't change, but we change. All of a sudden now we have that peace that we can go through anything. We have that joy that no matter what we're facing, all of a sudden we see God move in incredible ways. We see answered prayer. We as branches as we abide, we get to experience love between the other branches. We get to experience friendship between the other branches. We get to see fruit produced in other lives. We get to see prayers answered. That's why I really feel like God's challenging me to encourage you to consider making Rimrock your church home. Because here, the fruit of God is born. You see the love of Christ. You see answered prayers. You see believers coming along and being friends and encouraging each other. It's an amazing thing to experience. Each branch is unique. Each branch is a different age. Each branch produces a different amount of fruit. They're in a different place on the vine. They're going in different directions. But as we abide, it's all the same fruit that is produced on any individual vine any individual tree it's all the same because it's Christ living through us that's what we experience as we abide that's how God uses us to produce his fruit through us and all of a sudden there becomes not jealousy there becomes not 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 judgment we don't have to be fruit inspectors all of a sudden when we're abiding and we step back and we look at the miraculous thing God does in all the different lives we walk away amazed that we have even a part in it that he chooses to use us in any small way is an incredible blessing we're gonna celebrate today as we as we kind of wrap up Uh, and we're gonna celebrate with communion and it's we're gonna celebrate how church families have celebrated for thousands of years thousands of years they've gotten together and celebrated really what these guys had just experienced uh, before they headed out they had just experienced Christ sharing his heart of how he's gonna die for their sins how he's gonna raise how he's gonna allow them to be part of the new covenant and so if the ushers would come forward um, we're just gonna spend some time in reflection and uh, Janet's gonna lead us in a song we invite you to join us for communion you don't have to be a member of this church but if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're a member of His church, and we invite you to join us as we share what He's done for us that allows us to be able to abide in Him, that allows us to be able to impact those around us. So what we're going to do is we're going to have the guys pass out the elements. If you take a cup and and a piece of bread, and then uh, as we get it, we'll spend some time in prayer, and then uh, corporately we'll get together and and share. Okay, thanks. As they came to the uh, the end of the supper, Jesus. He uh, he took the bread and he passed it around, and and he said, "You know, take this and eat it. And as you do, remember, remember, this is my body that's going to be shed for for you. That's going to be broken for you to pay for your sins." And they took and they ate. At the end uh, of the meal, they passed around a cup of wine. And this wine represented his blood, which was shed for us. His blood, which allowed us to move from the old covenant of trying to perform to be okay with God, which none of us could do, to the new covenant of grace and being okay because of what God has done. The covenant that allows us to abide in him, take it and drink. Father God, we come and we celebrate you, what you've done for us. We celebrate the fact that you died for our sin. We celebrate the fact that you loved us, that you sent your son to die for us so that we could have life. Father, may we simply rest in you, live in you, dwell in you, walk with you this day.
1: Amen.